Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor and subscribe to the John Carmen Report wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you want to find us on YouTube, go to Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. It's always much appreciated. Today, I'm joined by former Washington Redskins tight end Donnie Warren, who recently retired from the organization as a scout. All totaled, he spent about 20 years with the franchise as a player. And then as a scout, two different stints. He returned a couple of years ago with Ron Rivera. I discuss with Donnie his playing time, his time under Joe Gibbs, what he felt with that Gibbs did great. And also we talk about this current roster. We do talk about does Ron Rivera have too much on his plate as an executive and as a coach? And we go dissect the roster, what he likes about this tight ends class, why he's really excited about this tight ends group and the weapons they have, but the areas of concern that he has. He is not viewing this season and team through burgundy-colored glasses. One reminder as training camp begins on Wednesday, and first of all, there's going to be a Ron Rivera press conference on Tuesday after the conditioning test, and we'll have more news at that time. I do expect several players, or at least a few players, to open on the pup list, including Chase Young, Logan Thomas, probably Chase Ruye as well. That's None of that is official, so we'll see what happens. Um, but one thing to note, I will be doing a daily report after every practice that's open to the media during training camp. So starting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to be having daily reports. They have an off day Sunday. I'll probably have a longer one Saturday, so you can enjoy it on the off day. But again, after every practice, I will have that daily report both on the podcast and it'll be on YouTube as well. So look for that. But Listen, I had a really good conversation with Donnie Warren. I think you're really going to enjoy it, and you're going to learn something not just about him. I even talked to him about his high school coaching days. But you're going to learn about this team as well. Again, he gives you good insight into why he thinks this tight end group is is going to be good, why he likes the skill position groups, and why he's concerned, at least to some degree, about the defense. With that, here's my conversation with former Washington tight end Donnie Warren. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Donnie. Well, first of all, congrats on the retirement. And the funny thing is, I think when I got to know you first is when, I don't know if people remember this, when you were coaching high school ball over at Centerville as a baseball coach. Yeah. 
So, which was, and you had some good teams. You took a couple of state state tournament runs, right? So, yeah, yeah, um, we had we had some we had some good players rather than good coaches. Well, and one of those guys was Will Montgomery, who later played for the Redskins. Yeah, one of the guys was Will Montgomery, and then my son was also a big uh, right. big player on that team who went on to Virginia Tech, and uh, it was kind of funny. They actually wanted him to play baseball and football, but Beamer wouldn't Beamer wouldn't let him do it, so uh, he he concentrated on football. When because that was obviously you're you're known for football, but when you're coaching baseball like that, what kind of a thrill is that for somebody who you you won Super Bowls? You've done a lot as a pro and all that. What how how did that stack up that that time? Well, it's kind of interesting, John, because I I really I played that's all I played was baseball and football growing up, and so I knew quite a bit of baseball. Now, obviously, I went to a you know, a lot of, a lot of camps to, to learn and get my baseball up to speed as far as coaching goes. But, uh, you know, I, that's the only thing, the only two sports I ever did. I wasn't, wasn't all that good in basketball. So I, I was good in baseball and football. And so that just happened to work out. And, um, it's, it's kind of, kind of different because, you know, a lot of things correlate over, you know, um, I think, my competitiveness and everything else kind of, uh, you know, the kids know my background, know where I come from, know how I was coached. And uh, I, I think it kind of wear, wear it off on them a little bit. Did you have a choice to make growing up about which direction you wanted to go, football or baseball? No, no. Uh, it pretty much just uh, it. the avenue went down the football line. And uh, I actually went to a gym. A lot of people don't even – I went to a junior college first right. and then I had a, you know, got a scholarship. Uh, I was offered by Pittsburgh and uh, San Diego state and UCLA, but uh, I only had one year to play one year because I stayed out of football. Um, uh, so I had to go to an independent school basically uh, to get two years. So I decided on San Diego state and things worked out great. Things worked out pretty well. So just, and I want to get back to some of the career stuff, but as far as retiring now, why now? Well, uh, why not? (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've, uh, I've been doing this. Football is, John, you know this. We go back a long ways to football is the only thing I know. And, uh, you know, I, I played, you know, 14 years in the league, 17 years scouting, and uh, it just got to a point where, you know, I'm 66 years old and I've seen some people uh, around me. Uh, you know, some of my friends are starting to pass away, you right. know, um, and I just didn't want to get caught in, you know, my brother passed away at 72. Oh. So I didn't want to get to a point where I worked you know, until I was 68 and then I, you know, retire and I get two years and something fatal happens. Right, you know? right. So I just wanted to enjoy life a little bit, you know, and so I, what, I deserve it. Oh, absolutely. And was it was it hard, though, because this is, you know, you are so used to this game and this lifestyle and all that. Was it hard to come to that decision for you? Um, 
it, it wasn't easy. That's for sure. Uh, and it was, it was kind of, uh, it's it kind of funny. Like, uh, I'm not even going to go into the whole story, but, uh, Pete, um, the tight end coach, he actually walked in and retired, uh, uh, a couple of days, um, after me. Um, I had, I had actually told, told some people and, uh, you know, we decided it would be best if I just left it until after the draft. And so, you know, that's what worked out the best. I didn't want to get involved and, you know, um, with a lot of that, you know, uh, draft, uh, stuff as far as, you know, you know, making, making people find replacements for me, you know, while all the draft stuff was going on. So what was, when you, when you think about walking away though, like what kind of things go through your mind? Because again, you're, especially with this organization, you're tied to it as a player with so much success and you're back here a couple different times. What, what is it the hardest thing to give up? Uh, the hardest thing, and everybody always says it, um, the hardest thing for me to give up is all the relationships, you know, uh, the people that you know. Uh, obviously, a lot of the people that are there uh, at Washington now, you know, they were all down in Carolina. So I, I pretty much knew them for seven to nine years, some people nine years. And uh, Marty Herney, I knew the whole time. Marty was actually the guy that brought me down to Carolina. And uh, Ron, I've known for a long time, you know, uh, not only his playing days, but, you know, just uh, when he came to Carolina, um, he did such a good job down there. Um, you know, it was a, it was an easy decision for me to to uh, come back up here. And this might be a silly question, but like you are drawn to football. What is it that drew you so much to football? I just I just loved the competitive atmosphere about it, um, and it wasn't like golf where you know all eyes are on you. You know, it was the team aspect of it um, and, and how, you know, I can remember Joe Gibbs, you know, just saying the little, the little tiny things, like if everybody takes care of their own job, we're going to be successful and be a winner, you know, and you really saw that, especially back in the day, like I'm still friends with all these guys. And uh, uh, I do Wordle with Russ every morning, you know, and uh, we just we we still talk and and uh, and and we were such a family back then that the football aspect of just being a team and you you say it's kind of corny, but it really is. It's a family and team atmosphere. And that's just what I liked about it. I love, love competition if if you talk to my wife talk to my grandkids they'll tell you pop's a fierce competitor <laughs> so you and, when you and Russ do wordle like how competitive does it get what's that how competitive does it get with you and Russ and wordle oh it gets uh it gets pretty competitive uh i've uh i've actually uh said that he's a cheater before Cause he got, he got the word in uh, like two 
and, and only one letter came up, uh, you know, the first time. So I was, I've, I've said, you know, you got to be cheating. Uh, but so obviously he fires back at me, but, uh, we, we, uh, we're still so close. Uh, all the guys, Jake and Bazo and everybody we're we're really close. I talked to Jake a couple weeks ago and he said that you guys met up in Mexico a few weeks ago. Yeah, we went to, uh, Russ invited us down to his place in Cabo and what a, what a just relaxing, great time, um, that we had down there. We took, you know, uh, everybody had their wives there and, uh, obviously the wives are still real close too. And so everything just, um, you know, it, it was such a relaxing uh, week. We were actually there a week. Um, a lot of drinking, though. Really? Uh, that, yeah, surprisingly. Uh, there was a lot of drinking, but still, we had a lot of fun. Can guys get as close, and not to play the all back in my day thing, but because of free agency and there's a lot more movement, can guys develop that kind of bond like you guys had? Can, they still, can you still be done like that? You know, that's a, John, that's a great question. I'm telling you right now, um, I've been in these, obviously I worked, I've worked as a scout and I've actually told some people that I I honestly feel that maybe the, you know, the players nowadays, I mean, we used to actually, you know, We'd come to practice, we'd lift weights, come to practice, spend times in meetings, and then we'd go out and have a couple of drinks, you know. I don't know what everybody does nowadays, but I guarantee you, uh, I, I would pretty much say that it's hard, it's hard to imagine that they would do anything else but just go home and treat, treat this as a, as a job, because we actually treated it as a, as a job, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, we were so close to everybody's family, um, knew Jake's daughters, you know, knew Russ's sons. I mean, we were out there battling and there was some battles, trust me. And the closer you are to those people and like, Coach Gibbs once said, you know, everybody take care of their own job. Um, that's what we did, you know, but we were close. We were real close. What was it like for you playing for Gibbs? How did he push you? It was uh it was pretty it was pretty amazing because I was always I was always leery I was gonna get cut. Right. You know. Um they drafted me in the fourth fourth round. It wasn't Joe Gibbs, uh, um, but the Washington first drafted me in the fourth round in 1979. Gibbs came two days, two years later, and um, he was just the guy. And you 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 actually you actually saw it by his work ethic. I mean. There was no stone unturned with this this guy. Um, they would be up till, you know, Rennie would tell me, Rennie Simmons, who was a tight end coach, he'd tell me, you know, we were up till 6.30 in the morning, you know, and 
the last two hours were on one protection, you know, and I can honestly say that in all my years of playing, I never, well, maybe one time, one time, and that's because the Chicago Bears pulled the 61 Bear defense on us. I don't know if people remember that. And they pulled that on us at RFK, and it was the very first time anybody had seen the defense. Right. And that's the only time ever in the NFL that I was not ready to play football um, on on any given Sunday. Um, We were so well prepared by that dude. He was – he was amazing. I think I remember you one time, correct me if I'm wrong, one time I thought you told me that in all your years playing, he rarely told you, hey, good game. And you were like, don't you think that pushed me to always try harder? That's true. That's true. Um, very seldom would he come up, you know, and and there was times where I thought, man, I I played it, I played a damn good game. Because I could actually, John, I could actually go back and I could actually, after a game, I could get up the next morning and I could say, wow, I messed up this one pass pro and I had four run blocks that I kind of screwed up, you know. And I could tell you every play that I messed up. And what I always strived for was perfection. And I had one game. And I was in St. Louis, and I'll never forget it. We were playing the Cardinals in St. Louis, and I had one mistake. So that's what I wanted to achieve and try to get was, you know, uh, no mistakes in any game, and I don't think I ever did it. How'd that help you in scouting? How'd that approach help you there? Um, I just think that – you know, that that it shows you a little bit about my personality and my heart to I love to find players, um, you know, out on the beaten path. Um, we weren't out that much because I was a I was a pro right. scout. Uh, the college scouts do most of that uh, with the younger guys. But just watching film and just, you know trying to be as accurate as I, as I could be, um, you know, finding players. And there's little things that you look for in, uh, in looking for players that I think uh, you, can, you can actually, you know, see guys crawling on their knees to a second block or, you know, just, just little things that can tell you how much what they have right here in their heart, you know? Um, and, and let's face it, this game, if this thing was all about talent, I'd have been gone a long time ago, you know? But a lot of it is 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 in your heart, you know? And you need a lot of guys like that on a football team. Sure. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, it's pretty um, – it's a humbling game. It's a very humbling game. Um, at the same time, you know, it's very exciting, you know, with, with all the Super Bowls and the playoff games and, 
you know, I, I played in a hundred and I think 96 games and, you know, I probably played in another 20 playoff games at least, right. you know? So, right. um, there's, uh, it, football is a very, very exciting game and there's something about it that, you know, it's, 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 it's a great football game. It is. And are there some guys that you kind of felt you, I don't know about discovered, but that you recommended that like, I really like this guy and he went on to do good things. Anybody in particular? Um, not really. Most of them were, most of them were backup guys, um, special teams guys, you know, uh, mostly a, a lot of guys down in Carolina, but no, no specific big name guys really, you know. When you look at this current team, because you know them well too, what are the things that you like about this group? Well, I uh, they've changed a little bit, but I'm I'm going to tell you right now, I really, really, I think the offense has really upgraded itself. I've told some people this, you know, Russ and Jake and and all of us talked in Cabo, you know, this. Uh, this wide receiver group uh, with Dotson and, and uh, Deami Brown and, and, you know, McLaren and, and everybody, uh, you know, if, if Curtis is healthy, Curtis can flat out run. And he's going to make it easier for these tight ends, you know. Uh, not only do I like the wide receiver group that's involved right now, but I think, and I've, I've actually told some of the, some of the guys – I think this tight end group is probably the best one to five that I've been involved with as far as scouting uh, really? in the NFL in 17 years. So I think they're one to five. It, so that's it, like Hodges and Rogers included in that group. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, that's, that's everybody. That's everybody in that, in that Cole Turner. Yeah. Cole Turner is going to be a hell of a player. Why do you say that? Uh, his size, he's, he's, he's not, he's not going to be a blocker. Right. He's not going to be a blocker, but this kid can run. He has solid hands. I mean, solid hands. He's a good route runner. He's a lot better route runner than I thought he was on film when I first kind of watched him in, in college. But you throw the ball anywhere around this cat, you're going to come down with it. I mean, he's got excellent, excellent hands, and he's a big, big target. You know, uh, the Hodges kid, Bates, I love Bates. This he's your kid, kind of guy. This kid, um, and, and I was, I've been in his ear, he, he has a chance to be one of the top, blocking tight ends in the NFL. Why is he such a good blocker? He's just number one is his footwork. I mean, his foot, his footwork is, I told him when I called him in and this is last year and I asked Gribbs and I said, Hey, you mind if I talk to him? He said, no, go ahead. And I called him in my office. I said, dude, I said, I don't know who your tight end coach is, but unbelievable teacher uh he's he's done a hell of a job with you as far as teaching footwork 
you know, hand placement, throwing your arms. He he's a throwback as far as you know, footwork, hand placement, coming off low, trying to drive people off the ball. Um, a lot of a lot of tight ends, and I've been watching it for a couple of years, and I'm going to say for 17 years, and a, and a lot of tight ends, they just they just can't they can't do it. They can't make themselves do it. And this kid will stick his head in there, and he will block you and take try to take you off the ball. You, so. you brought up like Hodges and Rogers too, you know, and I've heard good things about them. What's Hodges? Hodges, I think I watched a lot of film on him in college. Even though we're pro scouts, we get asked to right. watch some tight end people, you know. And uh, Hodges, that kid is huge, and he's got a big wingspan, and he can catch too. He's a good route runner. He can run a little bit. But the thing that kind of intrigues me a little bit about Hodges is he's not – at Arizona State, He he's not as scared to block. Right. And he will – he will you know, he'll he'll mix it up a little bit with the with the defenders and uh and he'll he'll try to throw his face in there and block a little bit and that's what I like about him. He's just a good all-around guy like Bates, you know. Um and then you got like I said your 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 Cole Turner and and that's and and that's to add to, you know, Logan. I right, mean, right. Yeah. I mean, if Logan comes back, oh it's scary. Yeah. It really is. With the receiver group, what did you see? Because I, like Dotson, I thought was terrific in the spring. I like watching this, what he did at Penn State. What do you see that says, like, this group could be really good? Well, you mentioned the guy that I, I'm excited about Dotson. I think the guy has, if you just watch him and you watch him run routes, he's not a big guy. He, he runs routes well, comes back to the football, probably as good as anybody I've seen, seen since Steve Smith. Mm. I mean, Steve Smith was excellent at coming back to the football. And this, this dude will also come back to the football. And when you, when you watch Dotson in practice, when the ball's thrown to him, you can't even hear the ball hit his hands. And that tells you right there that he has got a smooth set of hands, great route runner, and you can throw it anyway. He's got a good for how even with his size, he plays he, bigger. He he plays a lot bigger, just like you said, than his size. You know, he can he'll go up and get it. He'll fight for the ball, and he can run. The the cat can run too. So. I mean, there's two or three deep, deep threats. I would love to be a freaking tight end or a running back, you yep. know, right now on this offense because they're going to be picking apart uh, the the people underneath. Right, and that's one thing that I'm – I know they want to attack, attack Virto. 
Um, what did you see from Carson Wentz? I mean, obviously, we all know the story with him. What did you see from him? And what any did you learn anything about him this spring when you were able to watch? You know, I I just pulled like seven game films. And obviously, most of them were from the start of the year. And everybody said, oh, he got COVID. And that's when, you know, he fell off on his, you know, you know, when they went to the playoffs, he missed 10 days. I'm just assuming I'm right because this is what uh, I was told by everybody. I watched seven games on this guy. And from what I saw, I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm excited. I, I'm very excited about him because um, everybody talks about Indy's offensive line, about how good they are. Well, check out how good they are in pass protection. It wasn't very good when I watched. Well, they're number 30th. Right. As far as I, I – at the end of the league, they were, they were 30th in the league in pass pro. Carson Wentz, if you pull out game film, that dude was getting hit almost every time he delivered the football downfield. And that starts to wear on your ass, you know. Um their offense is a lot different than Scott Turner's offense in that they, he had to call protections out and then go to, you know, what he wanted to do. Here, Scott Turner's and North Turner's offense, he doesn't have to do that. The offensive line and the tailbacks and the tight ends handle everything. He doesn't have to do anything other than – Relax, read, and throw. Mm. And some of the balls, I didn't. I wasn't even there um, at the very last part, you know, because I retired in June right. 1st. And from what I saw with his deep balls, that dude, he, he can throw. He can throw, you know. So if he gets protected half as good as he did – you know, in Indy, because Indy he got horrible pass pro. Yeah. Um, I think this kid is gonna have a playoff year. Yeah. I, I think I think he's I think he's gonna be pretty damn good. So I could be wrong, but I I I think he's pretty damn good. They lost Sheriff, they they replaced Flowers. Can this line give him that? Are you what do you think about this line? I th I th I think the line is fine. I think I think Norwell is is we had him down in Carolina. Um, he's he's a little on the stiff side, but he is. You've seen him. He's a huge, big, strong dude. That if he gets his hands on you, you're screwed. You know. So he he Norwell's going to do just fine. And he's so big to get around in pass pro that it's hard to get around his butt, and you're not pushing him back, you know. If if Chase if Chase Chase is the one that I'm worried about at center, if if he can just get back because he looked like he was lagging behind a little bit when you look at you know Logan Thomas and everybody, right. the you know, yeah. I, he was kind of lagging back a little bit, so. I, I'm just hoping on him. Otherwise, your your two tackles, 
you know, I love the two tackles they got in, in there right now. And then Lucas, I mean, Lucas could probably start on Cornelius Lucas could probably start on at least five, six teams in right. the NFL. So he's an excellent, excellent backup, you know. So this is year three for Ron. You know Ron very well. What are you expecting? And, you know, do you feel like this team is in position to take that step? The only thing that concerns me about uh, – first, I'm going to talk about Ron. I love the guy. I think he's the right – he is the right man for the job. Um, my only thing on Ron is I think he kind of walked in and he kind of – he kind of – he's kind of biting off more than he can chew. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's handling a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff has happened. And, and a lot of stuff has also been behind the scenes as well as stuff that, you know, players, you know, him making decision on players and stuff like that. I wish he would just, he's got some good personnel guys in there. And, and Ron's always been, even in Carolina, he's been, you know, him and Marty kind of, kind of worked it out, you know, together, but it, it, it seems like it's a lot more here uh, just to me in, in my short time I was here in the couple of years I was here, but uh, um, it, there's just been so much on his plate. Yeah that he's had to try to, to battle and a head coach has got enough to worry about in football rather than everything else. Um, you just, you just wish that, uh, you know, uh, he could, he could get away from the other stuff and just concentrate on football and, and he's your man. I'm telling you right now, He's he's the guy you want at the helm, um, directing these guys to try to win a championship because he he's a good coach. I you know that I've talked to you about him before. Yep. Yeah, right. and, and I know like one, I'll get two more. Um, why do you like him so much as a coach? And then two, what are your expectations for the team this year? I just like him as a coach because number one. I think, and this is just my opinion, even though, like, you know, Joe Gibbs was such a great coach, but he did not play the game. Right. Ron has played the game. And I think players, I think players look up to him. Um, I'm not saying we didn't look up to sure. Joe Gibbs because right. we did. Of course. Trust me. But I just think it's a, it's a little easier um, because what he fires out of his mouth, people believe him, and they should believe him because he's played the game and he's played the game and coached the game for a long time. So, and your expectations for this team this year? Do they take my that expectations for this team? And I I uh, I actually told one of the guys that I had seen. Uh, about a week ago, I think they're going to go 10 and seven. Okay. 
And, and I would probably say more than that if I was a little bit more convinced on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the, you know, the offense might have the ball so much that the defense might be just fine to, to fend off good teams. You know what I'm saying? Um, and what's your concern on the defense? Well, my concern on the defense is obviously, um, you know, they, they play about 80, 80% nickel. So you only need two linebackers, but as far as depth, you know, there's, there's a depth problem. I think at linebacker, um, safety and corner are a little concerning to me. Um, just a little, um, you know, uh, Jackson, I don't think played up to what he's right. capable right. of of playing to. I and, think he'd say that too. And, and a lot of and a lot of it was, I think he he was asked to do something that that he just is not real good at, right. you know. And that's that's playing zone, right? So uh, and he'll get better at it, yeah. you know. He will get better at it, you know. And the defensive line. You know, there's you also have, you know, Chase Chase has to come back. Right. And he's got to have a good year. Yeah. I mean, it can't be a, a second year like like he had. It's gotta right. be a good year or this this defense, you know, I mean you lost some great depth in a couple of guys up front. Yeah, and I think Chase will come back and do well, but we have to see it. Yeah, yeah. And 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 um, I mean, you cannot, you cannot fake his competitiveness. He he is a competitor, and he's the type of guy that'll give you sixty minutes. You know, there's very few that I ever lined up across from that I can honestly say, you know, hey. This guy gave me 60 minutes of football. And there were some guys that gave me, you know, 65 minutes of football. I mean, <laughs> when, when when I was at halftime, I was struggling. So there was there's a lot, there's a there's there's a lot of, of Chase Young that we need to see back on that field for that defense to become a a big league caliber defense. Donnie, I kept you way longer than I told you I would. I apologize, but you were, it was great. And it was good to catch up with you and congratulations on a really great football career. Well, John, I appreciate it. I appreciate all the stuff you've, uh, you've done for me, man. Uh, it was fun. Just, uh, you know, always staying in touch. Um, you know, maybe some point in time, if you ever want to look at some film, I know you've asked oh, me before. Yes. yes. You've asked me before, but if there's any point in time you want to do some film work, then let's I do would it. love that. I would love that. I will take you up on that because I, I like doing that because it's how you learn. So I appreciate that. All right, man. All Donnie, right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, man. All right. We'll talk to you later. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Donnie Ward for joining me and thank you as always for listening. I will be back on Wednesday afternoon with our first 
practice report from training camp. Talk to you next time.